And now, time for seafood news. You are listening to the Seafood News Podcast, brought to you by Erner Berry's Reporter Magazine. The fall 2023 issue has a focus on artificial intelligence, highlighting how different companies in the food space are using AI to reduce waste, increase profit, and change how we operate for the better. You can get your free copy of Ernerberry's Reporter Magazine by visiting ernerberry.com slash reporter. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernerberry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. Now, Lauren, before we get into the news, I want to tell everyone about the delicious seafood I ate while I was at Disney World last week. Ooh, what did you have? So first off, I, and I know you're you're trying to go in January. So yeah, I'm trying to extend the uh, the GSMC trip for a short little Disney trip, but there's when no in Orlando. Such, there's no such thing as a short little budgeted Disney trip. I'm I'm slowly slowly learning. <laughs> no, but if any of our listeners have any tips, tricks, or better yet, discounts for Lauren, please reach out to her. <laughs> I will give you my personal cell phone. (laughs) Okay, so Lauren, on your list of must things to do is Epcot. At Epcot, they have the Oshkar House, which I know I'm 100% not saying it, but it's (laughs) it's in Norwegian Plaza there. And it's like the princess dining. So you get to eat with like all the princesses, which is amazing. But they do family style dinners there. Mm -hmm. And they had the most amazing salmon. Oh, and you're, I feel like you're not typically a salmon fan. No, I'm not like, you know, I, I eat it, but it's not like one of my, my go-tos and I loved it. It was, it was just delicious. And I'll tell you, actually, there was salmon. I ate actually a lot of salmon in Disney. We did a bunch of the character dinners and a lot of them are, if it wasn't, you know, family dinners, like this, uh, Oscar house, then, um, it was like buffet style. So we did, uh, at Hollywood and Vine at Hollywood, um, uh, studios mm-hmm. and they had a really great uh, character dinner with like Mickey and friends they're all dressed up for the holidays and they had a really delicious um, salmon there um, and then I also had salmon like I said I was I was actually a little salmoned out and then I had, I had salmon in in Disney World um, at Magic Kingdom uh, we did a character uh, dinner with Winnie the Pooh and friends at the Crystal Palace which I was actually pleasantly surprised because Crystal Palace I was thinking I got reservations at Cinderella's Castle I just saw Palace and then I didn't realize that uh, Crystal Palace was not Cinderella's Castle. <laughs> but the dinner was great. Like I said, fantastic salmon, but highly recommend in Norway, the storybook uh, princess dining at the Oscar house. Yeah. Right after this, can you please just write that all up for me? I will write that all up. I have to make my dining reservations in like <laughs> less than 10 days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's happening. So like I said, hit Lauren up with any of your, uh, your Disney discounts. Thanks guys. On to the news. Last week, NOAA Fisheries announced that they have decided to withdraw the proposed rule to expand the Seafood Import Monitoring Program, also known as SIMP. The proposed rule to expand SIMP, uh, which would have added species and amended regulations to clarify responsibilities and definitions, was initially published in the Federal Register in December of 2022. Alex Cole, the director of NOAA's Office of International Affairs, Trade, and Commerce, said this decision to withdraw the proposed rule stems from the extensive and varied feedback during the public comment period and our overarching interest in strengthening the impact and effectiveness of our traceability efforts. We've received feedback from our stakeholders indicating that SIMP may not fully meet their expectations and now is the appropriate time to review the program's scope, format, and overall objectives as we plan for the future. Noah said they are conducting a review that SIMP will continue to operate in its current form and capacity with a list of priority species subject to program requirements, 
remaining unchanged and all program requirements remaining in effect. That's probably bad news for some people. I think everyone was hoping that SIMP would just completely disappear. So yeah, right, everything, right. <laughs> everything else is still the way it was. <laughs> Business as usual. So SIMP became mandatory for importers in January of 2018, and NOAA began enforcement just a few short months later in April. SIMP requires that certain species have strict data reporting and record keeping of specific priority fish that are vulnerable to IUU fishing and seafood fraud. Species that currently fall under SIMP include Atlantic and Pacific cod, blue crab, red king crab, mahi-mahi, grouper, red snapper, sea cucumber, sharks, swordfish, and tunas, including albacore, big eye, skipjack, yellowfin, and bluefin. Shrimp and abalone were initially excluded, but added by December 2018. So in May 2021, NOAA released a report that provided an overview of the first two years of SIMP, detailing program data and efforts from 2019 and 2020. Per NOAA, nearly 60% of SIMP uh, shipments audited were in full compliance. Of those not in full compliance, the approximately 40% remaining were mostly identified as data discrepancies. And while those results were positive, um, the industry has been very vocal about concerns regarding expanding the program. Uh, John Connolly, the former president of National Fisheries Institute, said in 2021 that the seafood community estimates it has spent over $50 million on SIMP regulatory and paperwork compliance for just the 13 species covered by the program, a burden on an industry working to feed Americans during a time of recovery. Since then, the industry has band together to oppose the expansion of SIMP. In February 2022, over 50 members of the Saving Seafood Coalition signed their names in opposition to provisions included in the America Competes Act that would lead to the expansion of NOAA's SIMP. So we'll, we'll keep you updated as more information on that is revealed. Uh, but speaking of NFI, America's largest seafood trade association continues to grow with 22 members in just the last 12 months. So they announced last week that they've set a new membership record. So congrats, NFI. I think every member can probably agree how helpful and important NFI is to the industry. And, oh, completely. Oh, oh my God, they're just amazing. Um, and I know I'm looking forward to the Global Seafood Market Conference in January. Um, Lauren, before you hit Disney, you're back on stage this year, right? I am. Thank you for reminding me to start those those nerves up. <laughs> <laughs> what what panel are you, can you tease what panel you're speaking on? On the greatest one, the Whitefish panel. <laughs> So don't miss that. I don't know if the, the full schedule is out yet, but you were fantastic on stage last year. So thank you. And if Richard Barry's listening, let's start up these meetings because we need to get this in motion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving along. Last December, Norway announced that they would increase the king crab quota for 2023. Uh, but that might not be the case for 2024. Uh, the Institute of Marine Research Quota Council revealed this month that they are slashing their quota recommendation for 2024 by more than 50%. So the Institute of Marine Research had previously recommended a quota for 2023 of 2,375 tons. Now the recommended quota for 2024 is 966 tons. That's a big difference. Yeah. Well, so last month, the Institute of Marine Research released a survey report from the Joint Norwegian-Russian uh, Ecosystem Survey in the Barents Sea and adjacent waters from August through December 2022. The survey had identical coverage of red king crab area by stations compared to the year prior, but despite that, 2022's rec uh, recordings and the total catch were significantly lower. In 2021, the number of stations with red king crab was 26, with total catch at 373. 
2022, the number of stations with Red King Crab was 23, with total catch at 306. So the Institute of Marine Research advice for king crab fishing in 2024 is that the quota regulated area not exceed 966 tons. However, they believe free fishing can be maintained in other areas in order to reduce the rate of spread and ensure the management goal of a low density of king crab outside the quota regulated area. Um, king crab is, of course, managed by the Norwegian authorities, so they will have the final say on the quota for 2024. Overall, the fishery is pretty small. Last month, Norway exported 235 tons of king crab. The export value did increase 61% from last October, and volume is also continuing to grow. The U.S., Vietnam, and Hong Kong were Norway's biggest markets for king crab in October, with total volume to the U.S. increasing 212%. Exports have grown as a result of closures in Alaska, as well as the U.S.'s ban on Russian crab. Fishing for red king crab has reopened in Alaska, but the Norwegian Seafood Council says that so far that hasn't impacted Norwegian exports. All right, let's switch gears to mergers and acquisitions. Eddie M's has acquired American Fish and Seafood, a Minnetonka, Minnesota-based business that was founded in 1929. The company is expected to merge with Eddie M's. Eddie M's, owned by Jordan Mazetta, was founded in 2022 when Mazetta purchased Maury's seafood distribution business from Rich Products. Now the purchase of American Fish and Seafood will allow Eddie M's to expand their reach with an additional 65,000 square foot state-of-the-art seafood processing and distribution facility. Meanwhile, Premium Brands Holdings announced in their third quarter financial results that they have acquired Quebec-based food distributor Menumer. Menumer specializes in the processing and distribution of fish and seafood, with their processing plant being in operation since 2009. The company states on their website that their mission is to transform and distribute fresh and frozen marine products coming from the cold waters of the Gulf of St. Lawrence. The president and CEO of Premium Brands Holdings noted in the financial results that Menumer's market focus complements the geographical reach of our Quebec-based businesses. Also added that Menumer will be leveraging access to our ecosystem to enhance their buying power and expand the portfolio of products that they can offer their customers. Finally... The Alaska Fisheries Development Foundation, AFDF, announced the winners of the 2024 Alaska Symphony of Seafood, an annual competition for new value-added products made from Alaska seafood that Lauren and I are dying to be on the judges panel for. <laughs> Please, just one year. <laughs> <laughs> so the Alaska Symphony of Seafood officially kicked off in Seattle on November 7th with a private judging session that did not include us, but it did include our pal Craig Morris from, uh, from Gap. So congrats. All right, a close yeah. second to us. <laughs> Congrats on taking our seat, Craig. <laughs> we would have shared a seat. <laughs> Scoot over, Lauren. <laughs> um, so each judge tasted, deliberated, uh, deliberated, and scored the product based on packaging, presentation, overall eating experience, price, and potential for commercial success. The 19 entrants for this year's competition were revealed in late October with new products hailing from seafood giants like Trident Seafoods, Ocean Booty Seafoods, and Highliner Foods, among others in the industry. And categories include retail, food service, beyond the plate, and around the plate. Um, there are also a handful of special awards too, including People's Choice uh, Seattle, People's Choice Juno, and uh, Bristol Bay Choice, Salmon Choice, and Whitefish Choice. The first place winners in retail is Echo Falls Smoked Wild Alaskan Sockeye Nuggets by Ocean Beauty Seafoods. For food service, the first place winner is Kraken Stash IPA Beer Battered Wild Alaska Pollock Fillets by Trident Seafoods. 
The first place winner for Around the Plate is Alaska Seafood Crunchies, Wild Fish and Sea Cucumber by Glacier Delights. And the first place winner in the Beyond the Plate category is Polka Dog Alaska Salmon Chips by Polka Dog. They all sound wonderful. I mean, we were a big, I like Ocean Beauty Seafood's products. I mean, they had that awesome uh, Grill House Burger. Yeah, that was great. um, Yeah, interesting trying Alaskan Sockeye Nuggets. I mean, that's pretty cool. I've never seen you know salmon nuggets before so right that seems right up my kids alleys i think i think that's a great new offering of course everything on a trident too the crack and stash i love beer battered stuff i've never had the opportunity to try uh the crack and stash beer um and i do know that we can't get this by us so we're gonna have to plan another trip out to seattle lauren to try to try that product i had it when we went out for um for the gaps annual meeting you had that beer i did it was great why didn't i have it because you were in the fancy booth at the uh, the Seattle Mariners game. Oh, right. We were, <laughs> we were drinking high-end things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't there. Ugh, all right. Um, next time I'll slum it with you. Yeah, slum it right behind uh, home plate. <laughs> <laughs> um alaska seafood crunchies wild fish and sea cucumber uh by glacier delight that sounds really cool and then i you know i love spoiling my dog so i'll have to get my hands on some of these polka dog alaska salmon chips um anything for for my 14 year old puppy but the seattle people's choice winner was also announced uh this year the award went to smoked black cod uh pate by uh, Whidbey Island Seafood Company and the Bristol Bay Choice Award, uh, which is given in partnership with the benefactor sponsor Bristol Bay Regional Seafood Development Association um, and is awarded to the best sockeye product entered. That first place prize went to Wild Alaska Sockeye Salmon Breakfast Sandwich Sausages by Eni Food. So I, like I said, it's just the stuff that they come out with is always so interesting and so exciting. Just great additions to the seafood space. Congrats to all the winners. Each first place winner will receive booth space at Seafood Expo North America in March, as well as airfare to and from the show provided by sponsor Alaska Air Cargo. Uh, You don't actually have to ride in the cargo space, I think. I think you might actually get real seats. (laughs) (laughs) Add, add in laughter there. Um, <laughs> winners will be uh, also automatically entered into the Seafood Excellence Awards. You know, you have to definitely check that out at Seafood Expo North America in March. Um, the full list of winners, including the 2024 Symphony Grand Prize winner, will be announced at the Symphony Awards Ceremony in Juneau on February 21st. So Lauren, there's still time for us to go. There is. Anywho... That about does it for us. Tune in next week because we have some special guests joining us from Louisiana Fish Fry. Thanks for listening and we'll be here back next week. Bye-bye.